You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 93 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Was off last week, but I'm back. Ready to get right into it. Some impact topics, some AEW NXT topics, a lot of things to get into. No best thing for this thing this week. No number one spot this week. You can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet P-O-D. So we're going to hop right on into it, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of topics to get into. First up, Tessa Blanchard, ladies and gentlemen. It is now or never in my estimation. Tessa Blanchard sent me Callahan. That's coming up. It'll be for the world title. And on a recent episode of Impact, they had what I thought was a really good press conference. Tessa Blanchard, Sammy Callahan, they went back and forth. Tessa Blanchard says she's going to make history. Sammy Callahan thought it was disrespectful. And for a minute there, I thought they was going to go with, well, Tessa's a woman. She shouldn't be the champion. I thought they were going to have Sammy Callahan say that, but they didn't have him say that. So I appreciate that they didn't go down that route. This is a good build. They have a lot of history. And here's the deal. It is now or never for Tessa Blanchard with Impact Wrestling. Like, you've been teasing, you've been teasing, you've been teasing, you've been teasing that she was going to be the number one contender for the world title. You teased that you, she was going to win the X Division Championship. Now it's the time. It is either now or never. So, this is it for Tessa Blanchard, in my opinion. Ah, that's coming up. It will be a phenomenal matchup. I believe they will go with Tessa Blanchard. It is definitely now or never. You either pull the trigger here or you do not at all. Ah, we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, you know what? I am actually pulling for Tessa Blanchard to get the victory. And look, man, that would be an awesome moment. So moving on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. John Morrison is back. How about that? He's back in WWE, that is, watching WWE backstage, and I just so happened to turn it on, you know, the last 30, 30 minutes or so, and I see that it is official from Ryan Satin that John Morrison, yes, is back, and if I'm not mistaken, signed a multi-year deal with WWE, and that set Twitter ablaze. And everybody was excited. You know, I was excited as well. You know, I've seen Johnny uh, Morrison's work. He has so many names, I always stumble. But whether he was Johnny Impact or Johnny Mundo and uh, Lucha Underground or Impact Wrestling, he has done some terrific things. He has transformed greatly since his WWE days. And now he's back, and it's awesome. But here's the deal. Here's the problem I have with it. Don't you just miss the days when returns just happened? Like... I understand, you know, you got to report on it or whatever, but I like, couldn't they have saved this for the Royal Rumble? Like we, we are in December. We're a month away from the Rumble. And like, I would have preferred if he would have just debuted at the Rumble. People would have lost their crap. Now we're going to be expecting for him to debut. And now when he comes back, that takes the sizzle out of the steak. Uh, that takes the oomph out of the surprise. There is no surprise because we know he signed there now. So that is my only problem that I have with it. But I'm happy to see him back. Uh, whether that be in any wrestling company, he is a phenomenal wrestler. I cannot see, cannot wait 
to see the things that he does in WWE. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Rollins. I didn't get to address this last week, but we had a semi-Seth Rollins heel turn. Ladies and gentlemen, how about that when he cut down the roster? I thought that that was just hilarious for my taste. I absolutely loved it. And now we have this thing going on. Is Seth with AOP? Does, does AOP work with Seth? And I got to say that this is an alliance. I guess the question today is, would that alliance work out? And I'm here to say that I've liked everything that they have done with Seth Rollins. Um, as it pertains to the alliance, yes, it can work out. Because the whiny, uh, self-serving, um, all about me, Seth Rollins, I absolutely love that Seth Rollins. That's when, when he was at his best. He had the apology on Monday Night Raw, and I'm just looking at him like, ah, really? We're going down, we're going down this route. I was just waiting on him to say, I apologize for absolutely nothing. I'm surprised I didn't go down that route. But could something AOP work? Yes, indeed. Here's the deal, though. They cannot become his lackeys. They can't become J&J 2.0. No, man. It has to be like the horseman was Ric Flair. Ric Flair was the main uh, attraction, but the rest of the horsemen were great names and done some great, did some great things. Whether that be on Anderson or Tully Blanchard, or the list goes on and on. They were tag champions, and like that's how it has to be with AOP. They have to become a dominant team. They have to become a dominant force in the tag team division. And if it so happens that they put them with Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins has to become that guy. I'm not necessarily saying that he has to become the world champion immediately, but he has to be a continue to be a main staple within the company. That could definitely work out. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Seth Rollins, we're going to move on to Becky Lynch. Ladies and gentlemen, she has been or was out for two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, she had a dark match on Monday Night Raw and that got people up in arms on Twitter of course what else is new but man I look at Becky Lynch and goodness she's lost momentum and it's just as simple as that for a couple of reasons and one of the main reasons is this man I said this at the time but when she faced off against Sasha Banks and if I'm not mistaken I think that was held in the cell Yes, that was something so because they had a phenomenal match there. But when she faced off with Sasha Banks, I said, there is only one result that needs to be had here. Sasha Banks needs to win that title. And they didn't go with that result. And it has hurt both the ladies tremendously. Like, I was sitting down a few, a few days ago and I thought to myself, man, what is the last relevant thing that Sasha Banks has done? And the only thing I can come up with is hang around with Bailey. Like, even Sasha has lost momentum from that great uh, heel debut. She's just lost momentum. She isn't the same anymore. And we can we can circle back to that Hell in the Cell matchup. Here's the deal why it would have worked for both ladies. You could have maintained Sasha Banks' momentum. And look, here's the deal with Becky Lynch. She is a better chaser than she is a champion. Like, that's no... I disrespect at all. It's just the facts. So Becky Lynch needed a person that was on her level to feud with. And you had that with Sasha Banks. And you could have stretched out that feud. And Becky Lynch would have regained back all the momentum. She could have been chasing again. 
and you could have built that feud up over months and Becky Lynch could have eventually gotten the title back and she would have maintained her momentum but we are where we are now people are up in arms because they haven't seen the women's champion in weeks we'll see how it all turns out uh, hopefully they have something in store for Becky Lynch because yes she is losing momentum we'll see how it all turns out going forward so moving on ladies and gentlemen we're going to move on to AEW and to a commercial in in general here. A commercial popped up and AEW, a typical commercial pops up. And in this uh, commercial, it had quotes that said AEW trounces, something to the effect of AEW trounces NXT, AEW buries NXT. Uh, they had those quotes in the commercial. And of course, once again, Twitter was up in arms. And I got to say that. Look, man, do I do I particularly like it uh, per se? I'm gonna say no. Whether that's AEW's idea or it could have been TNT's commercial, who knows? Whether it's their idea or not, I don't particularly like it. But man, they had so many people up in arms, and I'm like, that's not that serious. You got people saying, well, AEW is focused on NXT. This is why they will get closed down. This is why they won't win the war. They are just like WCW. They are just like TNA. And I'm like, look, man, why WCW closed down and why TNA didn't work out had nothing to do with them talking about WWF and WWE. WCW beat WCW. WCW screwed WCW. That's what it. That's what it came down to. It wasn't because they was talking about WWF. It's just that they didn't get it right with them themselves. TNA didn't get it right with them themselves. So here it is with AEW. And look, they're not gonna lose momentum or close down because they are talking about NXT. It's not gonna happen. I don't particularly like the commercial per se, uh, but. Here's the deal. I do understand people when they say AEW should focus on themselves. Now, that I can get with. I don't particularly think, like I just said, they're going to close down because they're talking about NXT. But so long as they focus on themselves, they'll be okay. Is This commercial is not really that big a deal for me. I will see. I'm pretty sure in the coming commercials, they'll just keep it about themselves and their superstars. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to a little bit of NWA and the feud in particular, the feud with James Storm and Nick Aldis. I got to say that it has been built up really well. Like this was initially a match where I thought, okay, I would be more interested in Nick Aldis versus Eli Drake. But here we stand, Nick Aldis versus James Storm. I'm going to say they've done a really good job. Uh, whether it's been Camille whispering in James Storm's ear or whether it's last week we had some good build up. James Storm was talking about a conspiracy, a C-O-N-spiracy. And I got to say, I like the way it was built up. The three way that James Storm was in, it didn't make air. He bought that up. And this was some great build, man. Some great video packages some great montages and it came out that they had another stipulation for the two out of three falls match each competitor could pick their own referee james storm chose brian hebner and nick aldis chose tim storm so i'm very much interested in this matchup ah uh, nick aldis his video coming back at james storm i absolutely love that as well and the build has just been great 
with these two so i am very excited for this main event and the show in general and i wait to break down the show in general to, for when i do my pay-per-view preview but nwa has been doing some good things ah looking at a little bit of the card it was really good to see the rock and roll express win the nwa titles again against the wild cards the match itself didn't go uh, long enough for my liking but it was great to see those guys winning the titles ah uh, and to close the show it was revealed that Stu bennett formerly known as wade barrett would be on commentary replacing jim Cornette. i gotta say i'm very excited about that that guy i absolutely loved him in wwe i really thought that he never properly got used and i'm interested to see what he can bring to the table on commentary we have a lot of instances of former wrestlers being absolutely great on commentary and i expect that to be the case here so we're gonna move on ladies and gentlemen we are gonna move on to some aew dynamite and i gotta say coming off the heels of that commercial coming off the heels of losing the ratings two weeks in a row i really thought aew was in a spot and coming off the heels of last week when aew didn't exactly have their best show in my estimation it was one of their worst efforts last week but coming into this week they had to bounce back with a good showing and this week was a really good showing i got to say that i enjoyed it felt like ah uh, the normal AEW show where they had a lot of momentum going and it started off with the, uh the tag match the trios match at uh, the young bucks and dustin Rhodes versus santana ortiz and sammy guevara and this was an excellent match. I won't be going move by move because I'm sure you've already seen it. So I won't be going move by move. But I enjoyed this matchup. He moved at a very high pace. Uh, Dustin Rhodes getting a hot tag and running around and then just folding over <laughs> and catching his breath was hilarious to me. Uh, I enjoyed Sammy Guevara. And on one hand, I enjoyed him bringing the phone into the ring for his vlog. But on the other hand, it kind of slowed down the match. So it was a positive and a negative, to be honest. But at the end of the day, the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes would pick up the victory in this one. And this was a great opener. Got the crowd very involved. So moving on, we had Ray Phoenix versus Trent. And God, I just love the Young Bucks theme music. It is just excellent. Look, this match was another high-paced matchup. I didn't fall off from the opener and i enjoyed it very much at the end of the day phoenix will pick up the victory uh it was good to see phoenix get the revenge win back and uh, look i enjoyed that phoenix gets a win and we'll see how that uh feud or whatever uh back and forth goes going forward so moving on ladies and gentlemen we had cody rhodes in the ring and he got a pop. Like I said, they're going to have to find a way to put the title on this guy in the future. Like, some, they got to have an out some way. So, I mean, the, the crowd absolutely loves the guy. That's why I say that. But he was talking about MJF. And MJF has recently said that he didn't want to fight Cody Rhodes. So, Cody Rhodes bought out the deluxe. He said, you can have my watch. He bought out money for MJF. At one point, I thought, I was like, okay, I hope Cody Rhodes doesn't do the Ric Flair strip out the suit deal 
and he didn't, thank goodness. But this was a fantastic promo. Ah, we will see how this feud goes going forward. Great, Cody has been on fire as far as promos go. And he has done a phenomenal, he did a phenomenal job last week as well. Also built up his feud uh, with Butcher and the Blade as well. He acknowledged them as well. So we'll see how that goes. They have a match, if I'm not mistaken, next week as well. So next up we had Nala Rose versus Diva Bates. This was a squash. Nala Rose gets the victory. Man, she really needed to pick up her momentum as well so she got the victory this but out Shauna McKenzie uh, she came for the save but she ate a beat down for her troubles went through the table had a ref go through the table as well Britt Baker was looking ringside they did the NXT spot with Britt Baker and I absolutely loved that so she was looking ringside had her hand over her mouth I absolutely loved it so we'll see I, I actually like that they established a storyline for the ladies so I absolutely love that so moving on we had Chris Jericho Le Champion out with Jake Hager and Chris Jericho talked about all of the bottles of bubbly that they sold over 10,000 bottles of bubbly like that is just crazy to me like on one hand I shouldn't think that it's crazy because it's us wrestling fans but on the other hand it is crazy so he moves on and he, told, he was talking about the opponents that he wouldn't face he pulled out the lexicon of La Champion not the list of Jericho so I, <laughs> I thought that that was hilarious he was interrupted by the Jurassic Express uh, they went back and forth with Jericho I thought the line of the night, Chris Jericho saying that Marco stunt was short for any age, not just for a kid. Like, I thought that that was hilarious. Uh, they got into it with the Jurassic Express. Uh, they fought off uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. And a match was made for December 18th. Championship match, Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. That should be awesome. I love the fact that they're using Chris Jericho, uh, Chris Jericho's stature and name stature to not necessarily put over but to give the spotlight to younger guys it is really helping those guys out to get the rub uh, being with Chris Jericho next up was Sheeta versus Chris Statlander and I gotta say that I was very surprised in this one it was a decent matchup but I was very surprised to see Chris Statlander get the victory Sheeta was if I'm not mistaken the number one ranked uh, lady uh, to challenge for the AEW Women's Championship. So I was surprised that Chris Statlander got the win, but obviously they have plans for Chris Statlander, which is something I can appreciate. Brandy came out. Uh, she asked Chris Statlander to join Kong and Brandy. Uh, she didn't want to, and out of nowhere, we had a fan saying that she would join in. We had a haircutting of the fan. Look, the segment was really going somewhere, and then it all fell flat when that fan or new signee to AEW, now that I've seen, when that fan got involved. And, like, I'll stick around to see how it goes going forward, but, yeah, it really fell flat at the end there. Moving on, Pentagon and Christopher Daniels. This was a revenge rematch. Christopher Daniels wanted that Pentagon for taking, quote unquote, taking him out. So Christopher Daniels took it to Pentagon right from the very start. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a suicide dive right from the very start. Didn't even give Pentagon a chance to get into the ring. Uh, Christopher Daniels, man, there was a spot in the match where he fell shoulder first. 
off of the uh, the top rope and threw it out to the outside. I thought that man, is Christopher Daniels okay? But turns out that he was just fine. This was an excellent matchup. At the end of the day, I did not like how it ended. Phoenix getting involved. We have the Pentagon. We have the Lucha Brothers. Excuse me, looking like traditional heels, and I'm like. Eh. They're not traditional heels. They're more so in the middle. So I didn't like the end, but Pentagon picks up the victory here. Next up, we had John Moxley versus Joey Janela. I was ready for this matchup, but by the time we got to it, it was 10 minutes left in the show. And I'm like, oh, they're going to have to put a move on it here. But what we got was an excellent sprint. Uh, at one point, we had Joey Janela. Diving on Moxley, sending him through the timekeeper's table. That was a sick spot because the camera wasn't on Joey Janela and he just kind of flew in out of nowhere. So that was done really well. We got a top rope elbow from there. And we got a big hope spot for Joey Janela that the crowd really bought into. Uh, but at the end of the day, John Moxley picks up the victory in what was an excellent matchup. At the end of the show, Chris Jericho comes down in the crowd with the inner circle. He stares down Moxley, and we close from there. This was an excellent episode of AEW Dynamite, and I enjoyed every single bit of it. So moving on to NXT, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we started with Killian Dane and Pete Dunne, and I got to say that this was another terrific matchup. And I got to say that this is another one where I was surprised by the result. Uh, Killian Dane picks up the win as he hit a top rope maneuver and he picked up the win. One, two, three. And I got to say that, yes, Killian Dane needed, needed to get back on track. But I don't think that it should have been at the expense of Pete Dunne, who had taken a loss at Survivor Series. He needed to get back on track himself. So we'll see how it goes with Pete Dunne going forward. I'll see. I'll look at the booking and see how it goes going forward. Ah, uh, that brought out the undisputed era. After that, we had them come out and they were talking. That Cole was bragging about the group's successful November, and I gotta say that they were interrupted by Keith Lee. Uh, they, also, no Bobby Fish was out. There. Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish, excuse me, was not out there. Keith Lee interrupted, and they went back and forth, and Keith Lee said he wanted one of those titles, and that started a brawl. That brought out Tommaso Ciampa, and the Undisputed Era will bail as Ciampa picked up the title. So that was a well-done segment. Next up, we had Shayna Baszler versus Xia Lee, and I got to say that I liked what they did with Lee in this matchup. Uh, she jumped out on Shayna Baszler early. Uh, she got control in the match early. I, I, I clearly thought that this was just going to be a squash match for Shayna, but it was a match that didn't go long, but they made Lee look good in the process. Obviously, Shayna Baszler gets the win here. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had Dakota Kai, and what was supposed to be Dakota Kai and... Versus Rhea Ripley, excuse me. It turned into a Dakota Kai and Mia Yim brawl. So Mia Yim comes down and they are going at it back and forth. And they brawl out through the crowd. This brings out the three horsewomen with uh, Shayna ba including Shayna Baszler. They come down and they laid the beat down on Rhea Ripley. It was one of them old horseman style 
beating the hell out of Sting or Dusty Rhodes beatdowns. I like that. I like that. That builds up sympathy for the face. So we're going to have a title match, Shayna and Real Ripley, at on December 18th. Ah, that will be a stacked show for both NXT and AEW. So that is going to be a stacked night. Uh, both shows will be great that night. Guaranteed. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. It was surprising to see Cassius Ono back. He cut a promo earlier in the show uh, uh, from outside. And we had this matchup. And it was an excellent matchup. And I got to say that the only thing I didn't like about this matchup, there is such a thing as too many kickouts. Matt Riddle hits all of his signature moves, and we have Cassius Ono actually kick out all of them. And I'm like, come on, that is too many kicks out. Kick out, excuse me. Obviously, Matt Riddle picks up the win here. Ah, he's 4-0 against Cassius Ono, and I mean, like, man, Cassius Ono was going for all that time. And you'd think that he'd need a win coming back, and they don't give him a win there. So next up, we were supposed to have Kushida versus Raul Mendoza, but he was attacked by Cameron Grimes. And what we got here was Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. It was a very short matchup, I gotta say, but I enjoyed it. It was a short sprint. Kushida picks up the win in his first match back. And I'm obviously excited to see where they go with Kushida going forward. So in the main event, we had Dominique Dajakovi, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. Look, man, before the match started, I said that, look, this is going to obviously be a great match, but I don't like it because what is the point of war games if we're just going to have this three-way match uh, right after it? And I'm like, eh, yeah, it's going to be a great match, but what was the point of war games? Like I said, this was a phenomenal matchup. It really picked up when Ciampa got the hot tag. He cleared house. But the surprise of the match uh, was Finn Balor appearing out of nowhere. I uh, really took it to Tommaso Ciampa. And look, man, we got what was the what will be one of the gifts of the year as our Finn Balor is teeing up in the corner. Kid Lee rises up out of nowhere, grabs Finn Balor, chunks him out of the ring, and he picks up the victory over Adam Cole, the champion Adam Cole. And I was very excited about that. You know, we had a lot of things going on there. Ah, Balor getting involved with everybody and Keith Lee picking up a huge win. And I got to say that I was excited. And then Regal came down and he announced that next week it will be Finn Balor versus Champa versus Keith Lee in a number one contenders match to see who will face Adam Cole on December 18th for the NXT title. That match is going to be insane. Uh, my early pick is Keith Lee because it really seems like they are just really getting behind this brother. And I'm just so excited to see that because he deserves everything that is coming to him. So Keith Lee picks up the victory that would end NXT. And I got to say that it was a really good night of wrestling. We'll see what the ratings are like today. But I enjoyed every single bit of it. Uh, NXT is clicking on all cylinders. I really think that AEW got back on track last night. 
And we'll see how it goes going forward next week. It should be another exciting Wednesday night. So that is it for this episode, episode 93 of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Too Sweet Pod. That's the number two sweet P-O-D and at OMG Corey B.